Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Speaking of double digits, this is episode 11. Is it? I'm glad you're keeping track. I just saw it from the meeting invite from our producer, Nick Jorgudio. Hi, Nick. Hello. We're excited to have Nick with us. We've decided that when we can't remember something, he needs to look it up for us. Which Where's your computer? I don't see it. Your phone, something. And we've decided <laughs> that we're not just going to ignore the fact that he's here and actually mention him. Yes, because Well, he does have amazing. the commercials. Yes. Which, by the way, if anyone has a desire to do a podcast out there, he is your man. Yeah, because we didn't know what we were doing. We still don't, but we still don't. he somehow makes us sound halfway decent. Yeah. Um, we're also here with Guillerme. Leal? Yeah, that works. <laughs> no, is how that, do you say is your Is that last not name? how it's pronounced? No, it's like Guillerme. Mm-hmm. Hirai, that's like middle name. Leal. So you can call me Guy for short. So we call him Guy. And he is our intern for summer, and we're super excited to have him here today. This is our first day back with in-person interns and mm-hmm. be all being in the office together, and um, we're super excited about oh my that. Gosh. And are we all vaxxed and we're everything? all vaxxed. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. so exciting. We all just watched the extra gum commercial together and mm-hmm. celebrating the, uh, the path back to normalcy, which excited about it's a great commercial yeah so speaking of great stuff you went to or you watched city council yesterday which those wonder when those are gonna be back in person they're in person i was just watching it from home oh gotcha okay i was did my taxes an hour before and didn't want to rush back and forth so makes sense yeah so what'd you learn there was a lot of violence in downtown the past like month so they were um trying to make downtown Orlando at like 2 a.m. safer because it sort of becomes like a street party atmosphere is how they describe it. And I can attest to that. It's sort of sort of crazy late at night. Um, So a guy got killed, um, I think, like a week or two ago. And um, very sadly. And um, it was in downtown at late at night. And it was because he was like trying to get some get through some people on the mm-hmm. street and um on the sidewalk so in response to the violence they're um taking some actions to sort of reduce the street party atmosphere as they describe it um so the sidewalk cafe permits they um were they laxed that in may of last year where um you didn't really have to apply for a permit to operate like sell food outside on, on the Which was sidewalks. great during that, that crazy time. Mm-hmm. They needed that. It gave a little more space for people to spread out and all that. Um, but they repealed that because they thought it was a reason that it was getting a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, which it, I think it did before, but I think it was a little worse with the relaxed rules. And uh, they also put two things through first reading which means at this city council, they read it once and then bar owners from downtown like commented and talked about things that they wish would change or whatever. And um, 
they're going to do a second reading with a different version if they make any changes at the next city council, and that's when it'll be enacted. So what was the vibe from the bar and restaurant owners down there? The bar and restaurant owners were saying that for downtown restaurants, they get a lot of food sales after 10 p.m., mm-hmm. which is like maybe not what you would imagine, but like people getting off work, going, people have late dinner, especially in the service industry. So they were, they were saying that they have a problem with food not being able to be sold after 10 p.m. on the sidewalks. But um, I mean, Mayor Dyer was like, you can still sell food, but it's just not going to be on the sidewalks. So the sidewalk cafe was sort of like the point of contention that everybody was sort of arguing about. Gotcha. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I have a feeling that it's going to be... It's um, going to pass. Yeah. Well, it did pass. But the other two things were... Um, okay, so the the temporary use permit was um, repealed. So sidewalk cafes now need permits again. Gotcha. At the next city council meeting, it'll be the time that it's allowed. So oh, okay. So it'll allow the city to pass an ordinance that will um, limit the time, and the time they said was 10 p.m. So I think that's the point of contention that the bar owners were arguing about and making public comment about is that they think that um, they do a lot of business after 10 p.m., and they would like to be able to sell them at sidewalk cafes. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. Next well, I'm meeting. glad to see the city is on the problem and recognizing it and trying to do something about it because it is a problem. It's, yeah. It can get kind of scary down there. The other thing that they're doing is the uh, uh, speakers pointed at rights of way. So a lot of businesses in downtown Orlando sort of like put speakers outside their bars and point them to the sidewalks and mm. um, they're doing a moratorium on that. So, um, until January 2022 or something like that, they're going to um, not allow that anymore. But that's on first reading, too. Um, so that's not going to happen until June. Okay, good. Because, you know, more and more people are moving downtown and they're building new condominiums and apartments. And that would be frustrating to mm-hmm. have to deal with that noise. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know if it'll solve violence in downtown Orlando. I mean, sometimes those things happen, but maybe it'll help with the whole atmosphere that yeah. they're trying to do. And the Orlando Police Department will be installing a lot more cameras downtown. Um, and the Community Redevelopment Agency put $800,000 of their operating funds toward policing um, initiatives. Okay. So they're going to have more police on the street at night, uh, more code enforcement, and more cameras. All right. I hope that'll solve the problem. Yeah. So that was the big um, controversial thing that happened at city council that everybody was talking about. Um, there was also the Edgewater building next door yes. to our office that got approved. All so right. we reported on it when it passed municipal planning board. So now it's official and now they need to just do permits and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think appearance review board. Um, so that's moving forward. And then there's another similar looking building in Paramore. You know that building? Yes, that, I saw um, that. You saw the the painting that was on there? Mm-hmm. It, it was really like, it's a beautiful painting, but um, that building is going to be replaced by um, a three-story, four-story office building. Um, 
I wish we could, or not we, someone could take that mural and put it somewhere else. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But, you know, these things usually take a while. So I think it'll, it'll be, be up there for, for a another, while. another year or two, I Good. assume. Um, and then they released a 692-page future-ready master plan they've been working on since, like, 2019. Um, I read every single page. Did you? Or, no. I was going to say. No, of course wow. not. Wow. No. That was but quick. I, I did skim through it. What are the highlights? Um, they have like a bunch of foundational elements and pillars and all this, but basically it's just like, we want to be a city that's ready for the future. So green energy, um, they want to bridge the digital divide. So you know how like a lot of people don't have access to Wi-Fi because of their, um, uh, financial circumstances. So they call it the digital divide where, um, like people in Paramore and people that are of lower income can't afford Wi-Fi and it's sort of like sets them back. Sure. Um, especially with COVID this year, it was a great example of everybody working from home, doing school from home. They were really uh, disadvantaged. So they want to sort of do like a Wi-Fi for all sort of thing. Oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot in the master plan. Um, they were talking How can about, people read that if they wanted, if they did want to read the whole thing? I put a link to it in Perfect. our city council notes. Awesome. On yourcommunitypaper.com? Yourcommunitypaper.com. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's another reason for people to sign up for our weekly newsletter, because you always put the city council notes in there. I do. Every um, time. There's usually like two city council meetings per month, typically. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't fit all of that in the paper. So really, if you want to see everything that's happening at city council... Yeah, it's so easy to sign up for our newsletter. We send them out every Friday morning and um, share, you know, events going on in your community and just kind of the latest from city council and that sort of thing. And there's a link on our website. You can sign up super easily. Mm -hmm. It's right on the side, on the right side. Well, the other thing was the Strive program. Remember I was telling you about that? Mm -hmm. The uh, incentives Yes. For businesses. businesses. Yeah. To bring high value jobs. Strive is an acronym that I can't recall what it means right now, but... um, Maybe they, our producer Nick can find out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if. It's, so what, what? So you had talked about that in the last podcast, but what was discussed at City Council? Well, they so they did the Strive program for Sonesta Hotels mm-hmm. a couple months ago or a month ago, and Sonesta said they're coming. And then last City Council, they passed incentives for another company that healthcare. I mean, uh, insurance. insurance company, assured, assured partners. partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this city council, they did two more. So I don't really? know if Assured Partners is coming downtown yet. Okay. I haven't heard, but um, they passed it for a healthcare uh, insurance company and a tax audit company. Wow. Um, so the the Innova Care Services company, the bigger one, mm-hmm. they are going to bring would bring if they decide to bring. Uh, their headquarters to Orlando, they would bring 58 jobs with a median wage of $179,000. Really? Yeah. So that's like, wow. the city rewards per job, mm-hmm. depending on the pay. So they would pay $87,000 of incentives over like six years or something. Okay, like cool. So I don't think it has a special, uh, it's not an acronym or a initialism or anything. I think it's just the Strive program. Oh. So we can make something up. Oh, that'd be sustainable, fun. terrific, 
riveting, interesting for for employment. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Gosh, we'll this go guy's that. good. He, so we're so lucky to have. He him just around. makes up facts he does. as he goes, and it sounds right. Is there anything else riveting from City Council yesterday? Not riveting. Okay. Well, let's take a break, <laughs> and when we come back, we will tell you about a super cool program um, where you can order produce from local growers delivered right to your home, and we'll also get to know our new intern Guy a little bit more. We'll be right back. If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step, go to your podcast provider and subscribe to Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. Nick, we loved your made-up acronym, but... um... I knew that there was a real one, and I looked it up, and it's a strategic targeted recruitment incentive for valued employment. Which is awesome, but Nick's, I don't know. It's more fun. Maybe we should email the city and say we've got an idea. Yeah. Rename the acronym. They would jump on it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So we are back, and uh, I couldn't wait to share with our listeners this cool, cool program. So most everyone has heard of Four Rivers, of course, barbecue restaurant, which is so good. And they have um, a foundation called Four Roots, and they have a garden out um, at the, in the packing district. And they are partnering with local growers um, for this program called Pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, nice. Pharmacy. Yeah, cute. And you can sign up to have fresh local produce brought right to your house. You just have to go to pharmacynow.com and they will deliver to College Park, Audubon Park, Baldwin Park, South Downtown, and um, a little bit of Winter Park. So I just love that. That's a pretty big delivery area too. It is. Isn't that neat? It reminds me of the um, South Street Farms. They they were doing a similar thing just for the Paramore area with 32805. But oh, I, don't, really? I don't think it was delivery. You went and picked it up. But um, I love all these little gardens and farms making produce. It sort of helps um, with the whole um, food desert thing, you know, the uh, where there's not a lot of grocery stores in poor neighborhoods. So, like, right. for Paramore and all that. Um, but, yeah, that's well, awesome. Well, and just the whole delivery aspect of it is mm-hmm. great for people who, you know, you work, you can't get out, and... Um, so is that already operating? You can yeah, order it now? it is. Pharmacynow.com. Wow. You're going to sign up right now when we're done, aren't you? Probably. I'm going to yeah. get broccoli, kale. Perfect. Mm. And supporting local growers. That's a good thing. You know what I love to do is I put kale in a mason jar, and I put boiling water and seasoning, and I let it just sit in the mason jar, and it steams it. Really? And then you just drain the water, and it's delicious. Really? Yep. Did you make that up or did you read it on Pinterest? I'm one of my hippie friends <laughs> from Tallahassee showed me. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Just a random recipe. That is a cool hippie recipe. Yeah. You should start a hippie blog because you have a lot of good hippie thoughts and ideas. Good hippie thoughts. Good hippie That's what thoughts. I'll call the blog. Good hippie. Oh, That's good. Ha! Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, so 
that's in the um, packing district like whole development, right? So yes, but that's already up and running over there. So so the garden is running, but yeah. the uh, the rest of it is still underway. It's in development, yeah. I should go drive by there. It's pretty massive. So. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Speaking of in development, no, that's not going to no. work. No. So we're looking for a segue to talk about the Lake Eola Park master plan, but I think we should just be full disclosure. We don't have one. So let's just talk about the Lake Eola Park master plan. Perfect. Let's do it. um, (laughs) A week or two ago, the the city did like a public meeting where they showed like renderings and the idea of the Lake Eola Park master plan, um, which they've been working on with uh, community input for a year or two, I think. and they're so like what i learned about a master plan is it's not a blueprint for what they're going to do it's sort of like these are all the changes that we think we should do to the park so it's like a whole reimagining of lake eula park some of the things they're going to do include swan boat rentals they're going to move it from the other side of the park um so right now it's by relax cafe and you know that um t-shaped the really big dock that people walk around yeah it's like where the whole farmer's market is um all the tents line up on each side of the dock and the other side is sort of just to walk across they're gonna turn that into the swan boat dock oh cool so the walkway is going to be uh reconfigured around the dock um so that's not going to be as high traffic an area anymore um and they're going to be redoing the amphitheater we're not redoing it, but refinishing it and remodeling it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to be adding shade structures. So looks um, amazing. I saw the renderings yeah. that you put up on our website. It's really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, Gosh, downtown is booming right now. It is There's so much going on. It's such a vibrant place. So the the master plan is um, not finalized yet. They still have to do uh, cost estimates. I turned the volume off, so that's really weird. Okay. That's why you should have an iPhone. Yeah. But okay, never mind. All right. Um, so what? What else? Are, so they they have they're going to do one project at a time. Do they have it prioritized in order? You know, which is the most appealing to residents? Or they haven't they haven't done that yet because they don't know the price estimates yet. Gotcha. So the consultant firm that did all the renderings and all the uh, plans and all that are now the next step is to have cost estimates for each one mm-hmm. and um they're gonna go from there okay uh, so it's not going to be in this year because the budget is already being finalized or um it's too late to add such a big thing to mm-hmm. the 2021 2022 budget so it'll probably not be three or four years until the construction starts um guessing which is it's a, gonna be great and for those listening definitely go to our website and check out the renderings they're beautiful and mm-hmm. um you're gonna well, do it more they're not in- on our website yet they're gonna be in the june edition and then they'll be on the website i put them in the newsletter oh my bad yeah see another reason people need to sign up for the sign newsletter up, you get a little they sneak could have already peek seen sometimes. them. they're beautiful but remember a couple months ago i did a story about um what happens to orlando's rainwater and yes the uh, guy I talked to gave me that great quote that was like, uh, Lake Eola is like the bottom of a bathtub that mm-hmm. everything drains to. Um, so there's sort of um, another cool thing that they're doing is like an ecological aspect where they uh, have stormwater basins mm-hmm. where they'll have like um, native plants and like 
so imagine every stormwater, um, what do you call it, drain? Um, there's like four or five of them in the lake, and at every drain, they're going to have like a barrier around it, and in the uh, basin, they'll have like native plants and stuff that'll help eliminate the toxins. Oh, good. So it'll also be cleaner lake. Good, because it's gross. It's the gross. thought of the drain of the bathtub. It's a. I just loved that. It's a great term. quote. Yeah. I was like, yes. Right when he said it, I'm like. Wrote it down. We are so excited to have Guy working with us on the June edition and for the whole summer, actually. So welcome. Thank you. So you are an exchange student here from Brazil, which I find fascinating. Tell our listeners a little bit about what that process was like coming here and what it's been like since you've been here. Well, uh, once again, my name is Guy. Thank you for having me. So um, born and raised in Brazil, 18 years of my life there ended up choosing to come to Orlando specifically, UCF. I'm a UCF student, just uh, as my fellow community paper Tommy here. <laughs> but he's already a UCF alum, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I came here, wanted to learn more, wanted to expand. Let's go with expand my my life, I'll say that. Uh, so I thought coming to Orlando would be great for me. You said Orlando specifically you chose. Yeah, uh, I was like doing some research about places uh, to go, but Orlando was a pretty good place because uh, UCF has a great journalist program. Also, uh, there is a large, uh, let's say, Latino and also Brazilian community here in Orlando. So even if I had some problems like missing home, I think I would still in a way be close to them mm-hmm. that's so great so that was one of the reasons and orlando like weather is not very different from where i'm from I, so i think adapting would, wouldn't be so hard oh good what part of brazil are you from i'm from sao paulo so like big business city mm-hmm. like a lot of tall buildings so is the process difficult to come to school here from another country so uh the application is a little bit different like you have some extra papers uh sometimes you need to take extra classes because like the curriculum from an american high school was different from the brazilian high school so i had to take some english composition classes that we usually don't have that we have portuguese composition right right. so and other things like that and after actually after you get accepted that's when things really get started because you need to get a visa get a special authorizations and then you know a place to leave Mm -hmm. that's after you get accepted that's when things really really start right and so you what year are you at ucf Uh, i just finished my junior year so i'm so you've been here for a couple years yeah three years yeah that's great so after graduation what are your plans do you plan to go back to brazil or hope to stay here my plan is to stay in the u.s okay start a new life here Eventually, I w- one of my plans and, and my brother's plans is like to bring my, my parents here eventually. Of course. That's wonderful. So, yeah. Well, good. Well, we're excited to have you, excited to work with you. And um, he's already, Guy's already produced a couple of great stories for the June edition. And he so, did. yeah. Spe- we were talking about community gardens and the whole pharmacy thing. He, he wrote a story about the uh, community garden expansion. 
So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for today, and we will see you next time. Thanks for being our first guest on the podcast, Guy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com. Also, Oyster Volcano is a great idea for a menu item. Oh. So I kind of want to order that. With cocktail sauce coming yep. out. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Wow. All right, now I'm hungry.